Hello everybody, so this is Coach Martin Manila here and welcome to you wherever and whenever you're listening to this podcast. I hope this finds you safe and well. Today my podcast is an extension of my YouTube video, so if you haven't checked out my YouTube channel then do have a look at the links down below and um, you'll see the actual visual version of this. Um, but this is an extended version of it for the podcast listeners of you. So if you're in Russia, um, Belarus, Kazakhstan, Moldova, and even as far across as maybe Latvia, these are some of the problems that I often find when working with my Russian students. So if you're a Russian student of English as a second language and are really getting frustrated um, with some of your challenges in using the correct versions of English, then do head down below again, check out the link and grab yourself a 15-minute free Zoom consultation call with me. We can talk about either your advanced business English, if you're struggling with that, perhaps you're looking to improve your career opportunities and you might even be an IT software engineer or somebody working within the IT industry. I work with computer designers, developers, architects, even people working in augmented reality these days. So my sector experience is vast and I can absolutely help you if you're looking to get yourself a job with an international or multinational such as Amazon maybe or Cisco or Snapchat or any of the others. Um, I've helped many of my students pass the interviews to either get jobs remotely still working from Russia, because obviously at the moment it is rather challenging for all of you, or indeed prepare you for when you are able to look at immigration again, because that time will eventually happen, we just don't know quite where. But for now, there's absolutely no reason why you can't go ahead and still work on developing your dreams. So drop down there, have a look at that link, click it, book your 15 minutes with me. It's absolutely free, and if it's the only time we ever speak, that's fine by me, but let me help you get a little bit clearer about some of the challenges that you might face and even more importantly, how we can help you tackle them, what things I'd suggest you can do to fix your problems faster. So if that's of interest to you, you know what to do. Now let's talk about Russian students. Okay, so if you're a Russian student, hello, and if you're from anywhere in that sort of region, hello to you, you're very welcome to my podcast. Now, a lot of times I find with my Russian students that the English ability that you have is variable because it depends on what school you've attended and how that school decided to teach you English and of course whether you had a native English speaker, which is usually not the case. You've often been taught by some fantastic Russian teachers but they may be giving you their mistakes as well. So you've got a non-native speaker teaching non-native speakers and if there is anything that's crept in for them then they will be passing on those mistakes and errors to you it's not their fault there's some really great professors and teachers of english as a second language from russia however nothing can replace learning or at least checking it out with a native speaker from time to time too i mean even native speakers such as myself make mistakes um, and i often leave them in my podcasts and on my videos as you'll see on youtube on purpose to show you that it doesn't matter that you're not 100% of the time perfect. What matters is that 99% of the time it sounds good because there is no such thing as perfect English, let's be honest. It's the same as bodies when we talk about comparing ourselves to all these photoshopped videos and photos and what have you on social media, if you happen to use it, then 
you'll realize you're holding yourself up to a standard that really doesn't actually exist in real life. But if you are living in a society that is critical of you over your English abilities, you may come under more pressure than most to feel like you've got to perform 100% correctly all and every single time you speak. So don't let that put you off. It's not the truth. Now, are you able to answer yes to any of these questions? So, do you not have time to really put in the effort with your English? Okay, or perhaps you have trouble understanding, but you've got nobody around you who can explain or help you. So if you're studying yourself um, and you're just doing this in your own time, but you're not working with a tutor, you find it hard because there's no native speaker or tutor to help you understand is this right or wrong. Um, also, are you finding that in a way, because you're not working with anybody, you're not accountable? So it means that there's nobody who controls the process, the pace, or suggests and guides or supports you and cheers you on, and no one to do any homework for, right? So if you're not accountable, the chances are you lose motivation. And perhaps it's just you don't achieve your goals. If you're following a textbook, and to be honest with you, then, uh, textbooks are good, but they're not exactly the most motivational things, are they? Um, then the goal promised by the book becomes a disappointment when you don't achieve it, right? So, if you answered yes to any of those, then perhaps it's about time you had a chat with a native speaker, a tutor, a coach like myself, but there's many others out there, there's loads of platforms. Um, myself, obviously, I provide something more than just English. Um, we do the whole package. So we work on your confidence, your pronunciation, your accent reduction, if that's an issue. We help you get yourself being able to present in a highly confident and also if you're doing interviews well I'm the coach for you because I've helped so many students now which I'm really proud of them all for what they've managed to achieve but to find the right words and the right phrases and to understand how to handle the interview process so if you're trying to get a job whether it be online or in person I could absolutely help you smash that so get in touch with me again there's the 15 minute free trial have a chat with me let's see what we can do so if you've answered yes to any of those I think it's about time you might want to consider working with a tutor. Now, let me talk to you about some of the things I'm hearing um, with my Russian students. So we'll hear things like, I feel myself, <laughs> okay? Now, that's not a good one to be saying to any native speaker. Let me explain why. So often we'll hear somebody say, I feel myself. Um, when we are talking in a way about how we are feeling today. So I feel myself fine today, okay, is often what we will hear, okay? Um, and that's really not quite what you're wanting to say. What you're wanting to say is I feel fine today, okay? Now, unlike Russian, English does not use the reflective pronoun myself, okay? It doesn't use it after the verb anyway to feel. So when we say in English, I feel well, I feel sick, I feel happy, that's what we're saying, okay? That's the correct way to say it. But saying I feel myself to a native speaker actually is very strange and it actually indicates that you are physically touching or feeling your own body, which really you don't want to be saying at all, all right? This is just not the right time and place for that sort of conversation. Okay, so that's the big no-no. That's the first one I hear. The second one is I hear people making mistakes using the word enough. All right. So if we often hear um, when we're speaking with uh, Russian students, she spoke English enough well to get the job. Now, what we've done is we've just mixed up the word order. In English, it is far stricter than in Russian. 
Um, it's a common mistake in English or Russian speakers. So don't worry about it, you're not alone. But the correct placement of the word, enough, depends on whether the word is modifying an adverb, an adjective, or a noun. Right? So you've got to work out what you're doing first. So if it's modifying an adverb or adjective, you place it after the verb. So do you think he's old enough to watch that movie? We've done enough today. Okay. If it's modifying a noun, then you place it before the verb. So we had enough money to buy a ticket. All right. So the correct version of she spoke English enough well to get the job should be. Yep, you got it. She spoke English well enough to get the job. All right. Now, what about normal? What is normal? <laughs> That's a good question, right? So we'll often hear this one again. So you might be asked, how are you? And we get, I'm normal, thanks. Now, okay, it's kind of an interesting use of normal. We would understand what you meant. However, it's more correct and appropriate to say, I'm fine, thanks, or yeah, I'm so-so. And we can talk about what so-so means in another, another time. Um, in English, we don't usually use the word normal to certainly answer questions about our mood. You might use it about your day, to be honest. You might say, I've had a normal day. But again, you could just say, I've had an average day. I've had an okay day, right? So we use fine or okay. Um, average, okay. Um, it's kind of like normal in English means average or not strange. Okay, so if you say you are normal in reply to those types of questions, it sounds like you're trying to say that you're normal and not strange or unusual or crazy, all right? <laughs> now, this may or may not be the case, but you know what I'm trying to say. It's likely that's not what you're intending to say, so don't do it, all right? Prepositions. This is a big one for all my students. It doesn't matter where in the world you are, and I understand. Um, certainly in languages like Russian, Turkish, Chinese, we don't have prepositions. So it's really annoying for you guys and girls to have to get used to using them, alright? So I was waiting David on the theatre is totally incorrect. It should be, I was waiting for, there's that preposition, David at, second preposition, the theatre, okay? so. It's a common mistake in English for Russian speakers in confusing or omitting the prepositions. And it is difficult because English and Russian expressions have prepositional phrases that seem to be the same, but are in fact totally different. Um, so, for example, we might say, um, depends upon, we're tired of something, we divide into segments, all right? Um, also, you'll hear other things such as, it's important to understand that we wait for someone that we graduate from school, that we listen to music, that we might be afraid of the dark, okay? Or we need to explain something to someone, all right? And maybe even answer a question to answer the question, all right? So those are some of the prepositions that we'll hear that are missing. So we just say, listen, music, afraid, dark, but we are missing that preposition out in the middle of to and of. And finally, there are some common prepositions and that can be helpful to understand. So for surfaces, so we say like on the table, on the wall, put the picture on the wall, put the rug on the floor, put the food on the plate, and go stand on the roof. No, don't, it's dangerous, all right? Okay, <laughs> so take that look off your face, right? Okay, um, technology, we will use like, I'm watching something on TV. Okay, I'm listening to something on the radio, okay, on the screen there was a great movie, 
right? And yeah, I haven't got that movie only on DVD or on my hard drive, okay? Um, if we're talking about large transport, we always say we're going on the bus, train, on the plane, on the ship, on the ferry. If it's smaller, we say I'm going by car or in the car, or I'm going by bicycle. The only exception is this one, the bicycle, right? Well, we'll say I'm going on bicycle, on my bicycle, right? Okay, so I'm going on bike. Um, if you're inside a physical object or structure, for example, we are reading it in the book or in a pocket, right? Or in the room, in the room there was a large sofa or settee, right? And places, that's another one. So places, we're going to be meeting in the office. We're going to attend the conference at the stadium, for example. And I'm going to watch the movie in the theatre. We're going for a walk in the park. You get what I'm saying there. So these are ones that you just need to learn. And again, if you don't have a native speaker to work with, which many of my Russian speakers don't, it can get very confused to think, well, which is the right one? And you can spend hours trying to Google the answers. And even worse, if you come across people with different opinions on it. So ask a coach, ask an expert, ask a native speaker who's doing this. And we can quickly move you forward. And it doesn't have to take a lot of time just to work on those. If that's all the support you need, book a session with me. You know what to do. The link's down below. How and what, right? So I often hear my students saying, well, how do you call this in English? Okay, it's what do you call this in English? So how and what are often confused um, because really you're making the mistake of directly translating phrases, okay, from Russian to English. So that's how it would directly translate out. But in English that isn't always the case, right? So it's always how do you call how do you call this? So it's not correct. But what do you call this? Okay, all right. Um, if we're talking about cities. All right, I am from Moscow City. No, okay, you need to say, I am from Moscow, or I am from the city of Moscow, okay? So often you can say the name of a city, like London, without including the word city, okay? And uh, so I'm from London, that's fine, okay? And you should only include the city if you're stating the official name of the city, okay? Like the city of London, um, the city of Moscow. But to be honest with you, you would just say I'm from Moscow and I'm from London. Um, so I grew up in a small town, okay, in London, okay, um, or in the, you know, the borough of London, but now I live in London City. So that's to emphasize that you are absolutely now living in the center of London, city of London, okay. Um, so yeah, it's really important that you remember that. Um, some cities include the word city in their name, like Mexico City, for example. Um, and obviously for those cities, it's really important, of course, to use the word city because it is part of their name, all right? So don't be omitting that. So if you're saying, you know, I'm from London, that's fine. But if you were saying Mexico City, because that's its full name, you have to say, still, I'm from Mexico City, all right? Okay. Um, plural and singulars, yeah. So, incorrectly, I often hear Russian speakers saying the professor gave us several useful advices for our researches, all right? So we're just kind of making everything match with this kind of, you know, advices, researches. But the correct version is this, the professor gave us several useful words of advice, okay, for our research projects. So, um, you know, Russian and English have what we call countable nouns, like chair, apple, glass, etc. 
and uncountable nouns like water, time, rice. But frequently my Russian students will confuse the nouns that are countable in Russian but not in English. And I know it's frustrating, um, but think of it like these, I'm going to give you a few here, commonly confused uncountable nouns in English. So things like research, luggage, pasta, or pasta, depending if you're doing received pronunciation, which I can train you in if you'd like to speak English in a slightly different accent, travel, work, equipment, garbage, or trash, or rubbish, as the British call it, okay? Um, and if you want to express uncountable nouns in plural form, you must use a word such as a piece, okay? Glass, chunk, right? So we just bought several new pieces of equipment uh, for our office. I'll have three glasses of cola, thank you, okay, things like that. She cut off a large chunk of meat um, and fed it to her dog, right. Possibility and opportunity, I love those words, they're really possibly uh, the best words to describe the opportunities all around us, alright? Uh, very positive words. So I will have the possibility to go to the conference next year. Not correct, you might think it is, but it's not. It is, I will have the opportunity to go to the conference next year. Okay, so again, my Russian students often overuse the word possibility when trying to use um, that kind of translation of it, but in English, from Russian, right? So this can get confusing because the, the Russian word for this can mean both possibility and opportunity. And it depends on the context. So remember this, a possibility means something that might be capable of happening or might be true. Alright, it's possible, okay, doesn't mean it's actually going to, alright. Um, opportunity means favourable situation that makes it possible to do something or a chance for advancement or promotion or a good deal, right? There's an opportunity to buy this course at 50% discount, for example, alright? And, and actually, just while we're talking about that, I'd like to say that if some of you are struggling at the moment financially, particularly my students obviously in Russia, but the rest of the world, um, if you really are having a problem, you might like to check out on my ESLBusinessEnglishExperts.com website, go to the uh, English coaching packages, and you'll see that I'm offering you the chance to have a duet, okay? So you and another student from somewhere else in the world, you're gonna be both at the same level, don't worry, because we will check that out on a quick call with me to make sure you are similar levels. Um, but you're gonna to work together, and we will have a 40-minute coaching session together, and that price is reduced because it is a group session, okay? But what we are able to do there is assist you to still access some of this high-level coaching, but for a reasonable price, just whilst things might be a little bit tight and challenging for you. So don't let that opportunity go to miss. Check it out, all right? Visit my website, ESLBusinessEnglishExperts.com. Just book your 15-minute free chat with me. We can talk about it there. That's probably the easiest way, okay? Saying and telling, all right? So, incorrectly, can you say me how to tell this in English? Mm -mm. Do we know what it is? Yeah. Can you tell me how to say this in English? So, say in general is used to speak about something that's been said by someone. Uh, it's used to report what someone else has said. So, tell is used in a more specific way to mean the process of some instructing or informing someone about something. Um, it's like a one-way process, so that brings me to another good point. If you're in a meeting 
and you say, I need to tell you something, be very aware that what you're doing is you just say, it's almost like it's very direct. It's like telling someone off. It's a one-way process. So it's far better to say, I'd like to discuss something. If you want to have a conversation with the rest of your colleagues, then just say, I need to tell you something, right? Um, so if we say at lunch, John told his co-workers about his business trip to China. He's just giving them information, right? But if he was wanting to ask them their opinion or maybe discuss it further, he would say at lunch, John spoke to his co-workers about his business trip. Or at lunch, John discussed with their preposition, discussed with his co-workers about his business trip to China. Okay, and um, we also would have speak. Okay, so he spoke to them about his business trip. But again, speaking, we are kind of getting more close to yeah. Okay, he's not really asking for their opinion or, or brainstorming or bouncing different ideas. Okay, um, and then you might hear we say, well, John said that the business trip to China went very well. So it's important you remember those collocations. Okay, so say. Yes or no? A few words, something, okay? Tell a story, tell a lie, a secret, a joke, the truth, okay? That's the best way to remember it, all right? Now, there are a few more here, but I'm not going to go on. Um, if you found this helpful and you'd like to know the rest of them, then do book that session with me. I would love to really go over more of these with you in detail. Let's hear exactly which ones you're missing out, all right? And then we can help you fix it. Gender is another big one, okay, that can cause a lot of problems for people and also to do and make things or learning and teaching things. So if you want to know them all and understand which you should be using and when, get in touch, drop down there, click that link, get your 15-minute free Zoom consulting call. I really don't care if you don't work with me ever again, to be honest. Part of my reason for being here is just to try and reach as many people as I can in the time I have available to me to help you get one step nearer to either improving your advanced business English, getting the career you want, immigrating if that's what you want, maybe curing your fear of public speaking and making a fool of yourself if that's your worry, I can absolutely guarantee you that we can make a fool of ourselves together. My sessions are really fun. And by the time we're finished, you won't even be worried about your confidence. I guarantee that or I give you your money back if in the first session you don't think it was worth your investment. So, and with the 15 minutes free, you've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. So I highly recommend, give me a call. Let's sort this out. Let's see how we can help you move further forward. I've got over 670 students, I think, now that I've helped in this year alone. I'd love to make you the 700, 700, actually, that would be good, yeah. The 700th one, let's go for 700. So if anybody here is brave enough to become my 700th student, then you know what to do. The links are down below. You've been great. I've been Coach Mark in Manila. And remember, keep going, all right? Never give up. See you soon.